0: What's up, beautiful people, and welcome to She Prays First podcast. I am Janiah, your host, internet bestie, and sister in Christ. The purpose of this podcast is to help you deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ and become rooted in the Word of God. Each week, we will deep dive into some interesting topics. Analyze Bible passages and have some amazing conversations with guests along the way. I pray that God uses this podcast to help us all gain a deep craving and desire to learn, love, and live His Word so that we can be able to experience the fullness of His peace, mercy, and grace. So pull up a seat, turn up the radio, headphones, or whatever you're listening on, and let's get into it. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode. Just to go ahead and jump right into it, as y'all can see by the title, Hustle culture is dead to me, and here's why. I think over the years, I've confused hustling with being successful and having financial stability with being rich. And while all those things sound nice, I noticed one huge thing in my journey that has just been neglected on this, you know, active pursuit of wealth or success. And that is that I have not taken the time to breathe. Now, many of y'all may not know this about me because this is not something that, you know, I just publicize or whatever, but I have had so many business ventures. It don't even make sense. Like it really, it just does not make sense. And not to say that every last one of them were unsuccessful, but some, I simply just got bored with them. I just got bored. And you know, whether that boredom came from how slow it made money or how much money it did ultimately make me. I, I just got bored. The biggest thing in all of this, though, is the fact that my heart ultimately was in none of these things, and I just simply did them for the sake of making money and for the sake of being a hustler. Because apparently, hustlers become successful. Hustlers are the one, are the ones that get rich. Hustlers are the ones that end up with the money in the houses and the cars and. The rest of the list. Let's look on social media, for example. We see people's businesses going viral on a daily basis. We see 18 to 23 year olds making more money than doctors just from the internet. We see these things and in a way it makes us feel like inferior or like we're falling behind or that we just need to be doing more. And it's almost like, you know, it makes us feel like we out of the loop. Like everybody else knows something that we don't know. Like everybody got the key to success and to wealth and to money except for a select few. And while I can agree that in many ways, there is always more that can be done, more that can be learned, more that can be accomplished, I wouldn't say it's always necessary. And as a result of this constant feeling of just, of just, you know, just not enough going on, I, among many other people, have found it very, very hard to just be content in the things that we currently have. Looking for my next hustle has caused me time and time again to miss out on a good thing. And you know whether that good thing was the fact that I just learned a whole new skill in like a a matter of a week and didn't realize it or you know something that could turn into a hobby had I just given it the time and actually put you know actually allowed my heart to get a little more into it. I missed out on it. Lastly, it has stopped me from thanking God and being grateful that my worst day with Jesus has still been better than all of my best days without him. Just as we see in Ecclesiastes, hustle culture is essentially chasing after the wind. Ecclesiastes 2.24 says, a person can do nothing better than to eat and drink and to, find satisfa- and to find satisfaction in their own toil. Essentially saying that we should capitalize on whatever joy we can find. Meaning if you find joy, and getting yelled at at Popeyes Then girl take that for what it is You know Because essentially I think we get lost a lot of times Looking for joy and looking for happiness And all these material things But it's like when we do that And we're never satisfied We feel like we'll never find joy Unless we reach this point Which may or may not be attainable to us Like there are some people Who will spend their entire lifetimes Reaching that point And never will I can recall many times When God truly did give me a good thing And and I didn't even stop and take a second to thank him and actually rest in that blessing, all because I was focused on what the next good thing was or when I'm gonna get the next thing, God. Okay, you gave me this. When when the next package about to get here, so God can bless me with a car, and before I stop to thank him and rest in that joy of having a new car, I'm already making plans in my mind for the apartment that God is about to bless me with, or the new compute, or the new computer, or you know. Just anything, just the next thing. And the exact same thing goes for money. God blesses me with one bag. I'm ready to get the next one. I ain't even, I, the, the, I'm still, the other bag is still fresh and I'm already anticipating when the next one I'm gonna get here, how much it's gonna be. Just take a break. Times will come where I'm waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting on that next bag and praying for that next hustle. And then God convicted me. And when I say he convicted me, he convicted me strong. He convicted me. Now hear me out. I'm one of those people who will literally spend my whole check in my mind before it even hits my account. Literally before the direct deposit even hit, probably before paydays even here. I didn't already did the calculation. So I said, okay, I work 60 hours, 60 times, you know, 12. All right, bet I'm going to make this much on my check. So I know how much the check is going to be. And I've decided, okay, this amount is going towards my This amount is going towards Fashion Nova. This amount is going to go towards Amazon. And this is going to be, you know, left for all the stuff I'm going to get from Target that I really don't need. And then next thing you know, I'm trying to figure out how to survive the rest of the month off of $10. A hot mess. God convicted me on this because I had the nerve, the audacity to be wanting and asking for more. Yet I could not even be trusted with the little that he had already blessed me with. Luke sixteen ten says whoever can be trusted with little can also be trusted with very much and whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much and so there's this idea that when God blesses us with large sums of money we automatically know how to handle it and I was like if I'm if I'm blowing. 250 just imagine what i'll do with 2500 if you didn't know how to invest when you had 2500 just imagine what you're gonna do when you get two hundred and fifty thousand. make it make sense and we sit here and think yeah as soon as i get that money i'm gonna know how to handle it i'm gonna know exactly what i'm about to invest in i'm gonna know exactly what i'm about to spend it on and so on and so forth but it's like Practice makes perfect. And so if you never practiced stewarding your money well and handling little with great care, then there's no way that you're just gonna get it right on the first try as soon as that blessing hit. If the blessing hits. And in this, I learned a valuable lesson about contentment. Because when I look around, yeah, I may not be in a luxury high-rise apartment with floor to ceiling windows. But I have a comfortable place to lay my head. And yeah, I may not have all the money in the world to buy all the best shoes and the clothes, but I have enough to pay the few bills that I do have to shop on Shein occasionally and to put gas in my car and whatever else necessities I have that I need to pay for. And it may not be a Rolls Royce, but I do have a car. And we may not be picture perfect, but I have a big, beautiful family that are alive and well and the list can go on. Like literally I can look around me and just just off looking around my bedroom. I have a number of things to be thankful for. And so just imagine what's going to happen when I step out the bedroom, when I step out the house, when I get in the car. Like it's just infinite at this point. It's just infinite things that I have to thank God for when the gas prices went up. The first thing that came to a lot of people's minds, including mine, was not, oh, I can't pay that. That's too high. I'm about to get a bike. I'm not going nowhere. Don't even ask me to come out the house. I'm not driving my car. Girl, you got gas money? A ride. <laughs> you ain't getting no ride. I guess I'm a walk and etc. Right. Until I thought to myself and I'm like, yeah, these gas prices are a little higher. But did God not give you the money to still fill up your tank? Are you not still paying for the gas? Like, yeah, I know I said I was going to walk and I was going to ride a bike, but obviously I'm at the BP and I'm filling up. So it's like, is God not still supplying our needs? And, you know, sometimes I feel like it feels nice to complain, but it feels even better to give thanks. You know, Philippians 419 says, and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Matthew 626 says, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly father feeds him. Are you not more? Va- Are you not of more value than they? And lastly, Matthew 31 through 33 says, Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all of these things, and your heavenly father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Hustle culture wants me to believe otherwise. It wants me to keep running, but if I continue to run now, then I'll be running forever. Ecclesiastes 5.10 says, whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This too is meaningless. Once again, when I look at the things around me, I know that I want for nothing and that God has given me above and beyond all the things that I need. Now, wholesale culture may tell me that my glasses have empty, but I know that with God by my side, my cup is constantly, continuously overflowing. While it's cool to want nice things and, you know, want a nice lifestyle, I have to check myself and I have to check my heart because do I want God to bless me with an increase so that I can use those blessings to bring more people to his kingdom? Or am i asking for an increase so i can show myself approved to society so i can say look at what god did for me i'm sure he do it for you if only you believe or if only you trust in him or look at me i made i made it i'm i'm worth following i'm somebody and and i'm not even going to hold y'all we can we can look at our stories look at the people we support look at the people our friends support look at the people we constantly repost and it's like and it's like even then There are some people within our immediate circles who probably exist that won't listen to us because we don't have more money than them or that won't listen to us because they they're like, okay, well, why should I listen to you over 50 cent? Why should I listen to you over Rick Ross? Why should I listen to you over Lil Derek, Lil Baby, etc.? Because it's like in their minds, they have shown themselves approved. They have shown that they have what it takes to get the big houses, to get the nice cars. They have the money. They can afford all of those things. And- and that, that's really all you need to be credible in society. That's really all you need to be approved, to be liked, is show that you're worth something, essentially. Sometimes it's so easy to get caught up in the hustle that we forget to stop and just take a moment to simply enjoy. Because when I look around and I think and I'm like, yeah, those things would be nice, but do I really need them? like even then when we think about it we only need a few couple of things to survive and so essentially the fact that we have above and beyond shows you that's our cup overflowing that is overflow all we needed was a little toothbrush and some bristles but your toothbrush sing your toothbrush vibrates okay girl all right all you needed was a uh all you needed was a bed and, a, and some walls but you have led lights are they are they sparkling in the background, girl? <clears throat> like, don't don't even get me started. All we needed was water. But you have a whole alkaline machine? You have a water filter? Oh, please stop. I'm, I'm going to stop you right there. Listen, I can go down the list. Like, it's just like, girl, pause. Wait a minute. Don't even get me started. But these are things that we will miss. These are things that we tend to take for granted because we think that they're just supposed to be here because we're accustomed to having them at this point. Ecclesiastes 5.15 says, "'Everyone comes naked from their mother's womb, "'and as everyone comes, so they depart.'" Knowing that nothing that I currently have is coming with me, it's only right to actually take the moment and enjoy the things that I do have, but also invest in things that are of a little more substance substance hence my relationship with god we spend time building up treasures on earth and building up our possessions and stuff and it's like none of those things will go with us versus building ourselves up in the spirit building ourselves up in our relationships with god building ourselves up in our treasures that we will have in heaven for eternity it's, it's really not a comparison like what is a white picket fence to the gates of heaven I said what I said. There are people who will die before getting rich. There will be people who will never get to live the American dream. And me and you may be one of those people. That's just the way it is. But what is the American dream to the plans that God has in store for you and me? It's okay to not be a millionaire by 23. It's okay to still live with your parents. And it's okay to not have it all together. First Thessalonians 5.18 says thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstances may be, be thankful and give thanks for this is the will of God for you. So despite whatever positions that we may currently be in, our blessings always outweigh our troubles. And this is when we take these blessings for granted that we create our own problems. And what taking it for granted looks like is that, oh, oh, I didn't have that LED light for so long. I'm, I'm trying to get a wall that talk or oh I didn't have that car for so long you know it is what it is like mm, I'm trying to get another one or oh I didn't I didn't have this apartment for so long like ugh, just ready to go I'm, I'm sick of it like I'm, I'm sick and tired and it's just like in a lot of ways we forget how fortunate we truly are just like the Israelites in the wilderness they have been getting manna from God for so long that they forgot what a blessing it truly was Nobody was getting manna. Nobody else was eating that. Period. But they took it for granted and began to turn back into disobedience and went straight back to complaining. They was like, "No God, we didn't had manna for the last however long. We want to go back to the baby back ribs in Egypt. Like, "Mm -mm, I'm done with this. I don't like it." And so sometimes we do take our blessings for granted because we've had them some long for so long. And this is why it's important for us to be thankful because it keeps us focused on the blessings that we do have instead of the problems that come and go. It is not, it's not happy people that are thankful, but thankful people that are happy. So don't let greed steal your life. Just as it says in Proverbs 1 verses 10 through 19, Greed essentially prevents us from seeing our current blessing and keeps us only focused on what we want that we don't have. A quote from Socrates says, he who is not content with what he has will not be content with what he would like to have. Meaning, if you're not content with what you already have, whatever that item is that you're waiting that you think is gonna make you happy is not gonna make you happy and trust me i've been there before it's like oh god when i get this new wig i'm gonna feel so good then the new wig come and then that, that got a whole nother set of problems of its owner oh god yeah when the summer hit i'm gonna be so happy then the summer come and i'm crying because it's 110 degrees and it's no wind oh god when i get this new car god i promise i'm gonna never be sad again new car come whole nother set of problems but when you learn to be content and thankful regardless of the circumstance regardless of the position that you're in you you're content you're, you're content your happiness will not be based on material things they will not be based they will not be based on <clears throat> they will not be based on things that come and go but just as it says in ecclesiastes when we think that there are these things that we need in order for us to be happy or we need to achieve these things in order for us to you know be satisfied it's essentially chasing the wind so let's normalize being content with your life and let's encourage thankfulness in all circumstances because even on your worst days we still have a god worth praising Don't let the world make you feel like you're not doing enough, making enough, or being enough. But rest in the joy, knowing that our God supplies all of our needs, and in everything, we always have something to be thankful for. And so, just to close this episode out, I want to encourage y'all, because this is something I recently started doing, I want to encourage y'all to start a gratitude journal. I literally started mine not too long ago, and essentially what it is is when you wake up in the morning, Open up your little notebook, piece of paper, whatever it is that you like to use and just go down the list. Write down everything that you're thankful for in that moment and do it on a daily basis. And I think that's just so good because it keeps us it keeps us focused and it keeps us centered and it keeps us grounded on the fact that we always have so much to be thankful for. Even when time can cause us to take it for granted, even when time can cause us to forget and, you know, turn back into disobedience and complaining and this is one thing that's really helped me because i'm a complainer like sometimes i'll complain i don't even know why i'm complaining like i can literally like the food i'm eating mm, it's so hot though i don't, I don't know if i would have made it that hot like girl shut up just write down that you're grateful be thankful for your food okay but yeah so i definitely encourage y'all to start your little gratitude journal and at the end of the day Just learn how to be content with your life and content with the blessings that you have. And don't don't let your happiness be determined by your circumstances. So that's all I have for y'all today. See y'all on the next episode. And so, with all of that being said, thank you so so much for tuning into this episode. If you would like to get to know me more and have more truth-filled, faith-based conversations, feel free to join me over on the She Praise First Podcast Instagram at She Prays First Podcast and on my personal Instagram at Janaya Aaliyah. And if you enjoyed this episode and you're loving this podcast as much as I am, please be sure to screenshot this episode and post it on your Instagram story and tag me. So, thank you so so much for listening to this episode of She Praise First. Podcast podcast and I can't wait to talk to you next time. Bye.